What's up, everybody? Dan Binder Boneyard coming at you from the office. It's a beautiful day, sunny Sunday. Uh, it's about 40 degrees outside, so it's, uh, you know, better than it has been. Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening, picking up some new listeners. Um, so I enjoy hearing feedback from everybody, so I appreciate it very much. Um you probably hear some humming in the background. That's the heater <laughs> running in here because it's, you know, it's still cold. So anyway, um, yeah, appreciate everybody and all of your um, likes and shares and subscriptions and all that. So um, it's going great. Um, yeah, so continuing on the um, questions asked on the Instagram, uh, a lot of people want to know, you know, I get a lot of questions about operation, you know, daily driver stuff. And the, the one I did last week was all about daily driver how to. Uh, so this one being that it's winter time and cold outside. And I've been seeing quite a few questions on Facebook on various pages um people wanting to know like how do i make my heater work better and uh you know that's kind of a that's a multi-step process uh you know so i can't i can't cover every model uh, of you know the the ins and outs but i i'm going to try and give some general overview of what uh what works best and the number one thing that I tell everybody is before you try and make the heater work better, you make the door gaskets and plug all the holes in the floor work better. Um, you know, the heat is escaping out holes or breeze, you get a draft or whatever coming in that's negating what heat you are making. Um, so you know, make sure very first thing that your door gaskets are good, door seals are good, your window felts are fresh, that, you know, if you've got holes in the floor, in the firewall, or front, you know, kick panel, that sort of stuff, try and plug them up, um, whether it be through actual metalwork or, you know, cheaping out and throwing a carpet kit over it or screwing a piece of road sign, whatever, um, plug up the cold air intrusion first. Um, I know it's tough on the big, the bigger stuff like travel alls where you've got a giant, you know, the heat's all in the front, but you've got 17 feet of cab behind you. That's all just open. Uh, so you know, I know even plugging holes, it takes a little bit to get heat circulating in a truck that big. Um, so, but yeah, that's the, that's the first thing that I tell everybody is just make sure that you're, you don't have a bunch of air blowing in from other places that are, it's taking the heat away. Uh, single cab pickup and cab top scouts, you're pretty lucky because you have such a small area to heat. You can get away with pretty marginal 
heating system and and be okay but on scout twos and travel alls and even the travelettes you know it takes a lot of a lot of air circulation to get everything warm so um yeah so once you've taken care of your doors door gaskets flow holes in the floor then you can start moving on to the actual heat operation um the next thing i see a lot of that people don't realize is that when they're sliding the little slider on the dash you know or pulling the knob out or whatever sometimes it's not attached to anything uh i've seen a lot of unhooked cables broken cables misrouted cables that you know you think you're sliding it over to defrost when really somebody hooked it up to the vent you know and so you're you're not getting the defrost that you want or it's like i said it's not hooked to anything and so you know you got your heater fan on high and you're just getting a you know a light hum out of everything and it's you know because you're stuff's not hooked up right so stick your head under the dash make sure the cables are hooked up make sure they're routed to where they need to go make sure they're operating the flap that they need to operate or the the blend door or whatever you want to call it uh you know again we're starting from the easiest and working our way backwards um because it does get harder as we go (laughs) So, um, yeah, so make sure that the doors are actually doing what they're supposed to do. Um, then next step after that, if you're certain that your cables are moving and everything is moving how it's supposed to, everything's sliding, then you want to make sure that air is actually making it through the heater core. Uh, this is a big problem for d-series trucks um where the leaves and needles and stuff will fall through the vent through the the cowl and then they collect in front of the heater core and then you get no air movement whatsoever um so you know on the non-ac trucks it's real easy to pull that plastic cover off the engine bay side and expose that heater the back side of the heater core and you can clean that out um make sure that it's you know it's not blocked by leaves dirt and grit and all that stuff um c-series a little bit tougher but same thing you know stuff collects on top of the heater core on those and you need to you know, clean it off to make sure air is moving through it. Um, a Scout twos with the heater mounted on the in the engine bay, you end up with a lot of potential for animal nests. Uh, you know, see a ton of mouse and squirrel nests inside those heater boxes, plugging it up. So you turn the heater fan on and it's sucking like crazy, but it can't pull any warm air through because there's a mouse house in front of the the heater core so uh same for the 80s and 800s they are real prone to getting critters in front of the heater um and so if it can't pull air through then it's not going to get warm air into the cab um so again plug any holes make sure your cables are doing what they're supposed to 
make sure the uh, heater core is clear and that air is passing all the way through it. Um, then the next step is the heater fan itself. Um, if you did have a mouse house in there, you know, there's a chance that it sucked some fuzz or, you know, mouse hair, whatever into the, the fan itself and it's spinning slower than it should. Uh, I've seen that a lot where there's like horse hair or something wrapped around the shaft of a, of a heater fan and it's dragging it down. It can only spin so fast. So you make sure that your fan motor is spinning at its full potential um, so, you know, so that might take, that might mean that you have to take it to, uh, an auto electric shop to be tested or cleaned or repaired or buy a new one. I believe Super Scout and IH Parts America sell new ones. So, you know, you can give, give them some money if, uh, you want to just start fresh, but yeah, making sure that that heater motor is spinning just as fast as it possibly can. Um, so that also involves your heater switch and the wiring that powers the heater, uh, making sure that there's, you know, all your connections are clean at the heater switch, making sure that you're, you know, getting as much power as you can to the heater motor so that it can spin as fast and as easily as possible. Uh, that goes a long ways towards moving, moving the air also. Um, but as far as going back to cleaning stuff out, uh, I've seen mice build nests in the defroster tubes in the dash uh, on the like the D series and the Scout twos, even the C series. They have you know the little HVAC tubes that run up to the defrost and whatnot. So guys will say you know the floor heat is amazing, and then they switch to defrost and they get nothing. And if the cables are hooked up and everything's moving like it should inside, then uh, then you're looking at some sort of obstruction in there so you need to make sure that those are clear i've seen those things full of like combs and ink pens and broken rulers and whatever people put up on their dashboards it just somehow funnels down into the hvac tubes and plug stuff up that way also so um you know again making sure that that's cleaned out and ready and you know a lot of this stuff goes back to what i say in just about every goddamn podcast it's almost no money to make this stuff work right. It's just time and elbow grease, just taking stuff apart, cleaning it, making sure it functions like it's supposed to and putting it back together. Like the the first thing that I've said so far in this podcast that costs you any money might be a new heater fan. Everything else, you know, is pretty much DIY cheap stuff. Um, and it can mean, you know, a world of, of difference when you actually get it done. So, um, yeah, just cleaning stuff out, making sure it functions like it's supposed to making sure everything moves like it's supposed to, uh, it's just important. Um, so, you know, if you've got good airflow, you got the heater fan running like it's supposed to everything's moving and you're still not satisfied you're still just getting warm air uh out of the heater at you know when the truck is at operating temperature then um you know make sure that you have a thermostat in the motor i've seen guys you know they they'll run their engines with no thermostat because they have some sort of overheating problem 
and that creates, you know, cold heater in the wintertime. So you got to have a thermostat in the engine, you know, 180 degree is that's what you need. So make sure you have a thermostat in your motor or you will never get warm air in the wintertime. Uh, so if that's good, now it's time to move on to the stuff that's less fun. Um, heater core. You can take yours out. You can clean it. You know, blow it out. Um, get you know, check it for scale and deposits and mud and everything else. And a lot of times they're pretty bad. So you know, a fresh heater core, not a bad idea. You know, they're hundred bucks, hundred and thirty bucks, whatever. Um, but they'll last you another forty years usually. So you know, all of our restorations that we do here get fresh cores, uh, unless the ones that we take out are just exceptionally clean and, you know, we can just flush them and put them back in, but most of the time they need to be replaced. Uh, so while you're doing that, you know, new hoses, of course, uh, the selector, you know, like the D series and scout twos have an inline, um, shutoff valve that goes in the heater hose. So a lot of times those get stuck, um, and so it's important to, one, make sure it's in the correct hose. You know, you want the shutoff valve to be in the hose that's going to the core, not the one coming from the core. And then um, making sure that it just, it functions like it's supposed to. Again, like I said, with the cable movement, it's, you know, when you turn it off in the inside, it should be off on the selector. So that's important. A fresh selector goes a long ways towards slowing down the, the flow of hot water in the winter time or in the summertime. You know, when you don't want heat, you want to be able to shut that water off. But in the wintertime, you want it to be able to open up and flow just as much hot water as possible. So make sure that that selector um, works like it should. The C-series ones, the selector is in the heater box and it's this kind of complicated elbow thing that goes on top of another thing a lot of times we take those out um and go to uh like a d series style uh selector shutoff valve in the engine bay just because it, it's just more reliable and it works better um the scout 80s you guys get none um you know a lot of them had the like a shutoff on the on the um water pump itself like a petcock kind of thing that turns off you could shut it off in the summertime and then open it back up in the wintertime uh that's about the best i've seen for those um but yeah so if, make sure you got good hot water flowing to the heater core that the fan is spinning like it's supposed to that everything is clean and uh and all your your vents are open and and allowing for maximum heat flow uh one of the other things i've seen when you're real deep in there is that some of the earlier stuff the 80s 800s and uh, c series they've got their little blend doors flapper things in there and they're metal but they have rubber sandwiched in between them and i've seen you know that stuff's old old rubber is not good rubber 
and it will deteriorate to the point where it's no longer blocking flow. So again, for the summertime, when you're trying to not get heat in the cab and you want that blend door to close tight, um, they need fresh gasket, fresh rubber on them. So, you know, if you're really deep in there, you can pull that manifold or heater box out and fix that door with fresh rubber. That'll help. Um, and then it also helps when you're, you know, switching from from floor heat to defrost and you need that to close so that you get the maximum amount of defrost hot air on that windshield to help, you know, so you can see. Um, it helps to make sure that those blend doors are working like they're supposed to. On the D-series stuff, there's actually like a plastic barrel that slides around and I've seen those broken and cracked before and, and they let air come around so you get hot feet all the time um and you know that's actually a problem that i'm having on the black truck right now is that no matter what uh your feet are always hot uh it's always moving hot air out the the lower vents and um so that's something i'm gonna have to address this summer it's not bad now i mean winter it's it's fine and then with the dt it takes forever for the cab to warm up anyways um just those big diesels they take forever to warm up but um once it's you know once it's warm yeah your feet get warm or whatever and and i don't mind it now but this summer i'm gonna have to look at it because it's really going to negate the air conditioner when I've got constant hot heat coming out the floor. So, um, but anyway, yeah, making sure everything moves like it should, the airflow like it should, making sure that it gets, you know, your cowl is clean, all the cold air intakes are clean and not packed with, you know, mouse fuzz and everything else. That goes a long ways. Um, because I've seen, you know, guys complain about their heaters not working right. And then, oh, yeah, you find out that they don't have a thermostat in the engine. Or, you know, they didn't even know that their stuff was unhooked. And, you know, because like Josie Scout, Palmolive, that 800, that heater works great. And she has a soft top. So you're talking about not sealing up very well at all. And, you know, you let it warm up in the morning run that heater on high and open the vents and, you know, so it circulates defrost and the floor and it's hot. It's plenty warm in there in no time. Uh, and then same with my travelette, my red 64, same thing. We clean the heater box out and clean the vents and whatnot. And it does have the increased capacity heater. So it has the larger heater core and it has two fans that was the the nice thing about those increased capacities is that it had two blowers. So, you know, I, I'm kind of spoiled with that. But it heats the shit out of the red truck in no time. Like that, the, the red truck, and it has terrible door seals. And it uh, still just does great. So uh, it's possible to have a very good working heater. Uh, in these trucks you just like i said you gotta 
go through them and make sure they're clean and then they function like they're supposed to and make sure, you know, finally, if you're down to the bottom and you still aren't satisfied, then yeah, then you need to spend the money on a core and some hoses and maybe a, a shutoff valve and just making sure that it's flowing, you know, make sure that the hot is coming from the hot part of the water pump side and then it's returning to the cold side you know like some people route them incorrectly and then wonder why that they're always getting sub you know you're getting the water that's coming off of the radiator that's 100 degrees cooler than the engine so of course it's never going to warm up so make sure that your hoses are routed right make sure everything's clear your fan works good spins fast doesn't make a ton of noise and uh you're you're going to be a lot happier with that heater setup, especially if you plug all your rust holes and uh and keep the the draft down so you know you guys that want a daily driver them in the winter time as long as you're not in salt country, please don't drive it in the winter in salt country um but you know like out here where it's cold but we don't use salt and somebody wants to daily that's what you got to do just everything i talked about today do that and you'll be a lot happier so uh looks like this is gonna be a short one um i think i've covered just about everything i needed to cover so i'm sure i did miss something but like i said i do all these off the top of my head i have no notes i have no (laughs) plan here i just start talking so uh if i missed anything sorry but uh, I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, until next time, I'm Dan Binder Boneyard. Uh-huh.